Hi, this is Andy Robinson, Elam Garrick on Star Trek Deep Space Nine, and you are listening to the biggest little podcast this side of the Gamma Quadrant. It's the Trek Geeks podcast with Dan Davidson and Bill Smith. Failure to tune in would not sit well with the Obsidian Order. Biggest little show this side of the Alpha Quadrant. It's the Trek Geeks Podcast. Welcome, one and all. This is episode 13. Lucky 13, I, I think you'll agree. And it's at this point I'd like to bring in my friend, my compatriot, my partner, a man who is a brick house. He's mighty, mighty. He's letting it all hang out. He's Commodore Dan Davidson. Dan, how are you? <laughs> I like the Commodore. I appreciate that. Commodore, I like that. I'm I'm doing good. It, episode 13. It's kind of uh, it's kind of amazing to think that we've only been doing this for a few months. We're at episode 13, and we're having the response that we have had so far. I uh, I agree. I'm I'm still kind of amazed because we're just a couple of you know Trek fans in New England who are just talking with each other and having a good time. And so far, we have to thank everybody for their response and for downloading and for sticking with us because um, the response has been tremendous. It's been more than anything that we either one of us would have thought possible uh, when we started. We would have been happy with you know a little bit of downloads here, a little bit of downloads there. It's been every time we log in and take a look, it's like you got to be kidding me. So I agree. We do thank everybody. Yeah, I um our continued success is thanks to every one of you that download the podcast. So we appreciate your being here. We hope that you'll enjoy today's episode. Um, and Dan, why don't you tell us a little bit about what a little bit about what we're going to hear today? I'm so excited, I'll I can't be, even get it out. I'd be happy to do that for you. It's really interesting. I'm sorry. <laughs> I never liked you. That's okay. Um, it's it's again. We we've said this so many times, but it's so true. We've had a fantastic response from the people that make the shows that we love so much, and we have yet another. Uh, principal actor from Star Trek continues joining us today. Kim Stinger, who plays Lieutenant Uhura on the show, uh, was gracious enough to sit down with us for a little while and do a uh, an interview, and we had a great time. She's unbelievably energetic, and uh, I think everybody's going to enjoy the discussion that we had with her. I agree. I think that everyone will get a sense of, of how truly delightful Kim is. She seems to have boundless energy. I do want to make a quick note. There are a couple of times where we had some internet lag going on, so you may hear some some parts where Kim may sound like she's slowing down a little bit. That's all the connection over the web to the West Coast. So we apologize for that up front, but we still think you'll enjoy the interview. This is episode 13 with Kim Stinger from Star Trek Continues. Okay, 
folks. Uh, another week, another awesome guest coming on to the Trek Geeks podcast. Uh, I'm starting to get kind of a big head here, Bill. Get? Uh, get yeah, a thanks. big head? I knew there would be something. Okay. Anyway, uh, we can't thank the cast of Star Trek Continues enough for their continued support of our show. The response we've gotten from so many people from the show has been nothing short of astounding. We've talked to Michelle. We've talked to Kat. We've talked to Todd. Uh They've already taken the plunge, and we have plans in the works for future shows. And today it makes sense to be communicating with the best damn communications officer in Starfleet. You've seen her in all three Star Trek Continue episodes as Nyota Uhura, and we'll be seeing her in just about a month when episode four, The White Iris, premieres at the Phoenix Comic Con. We are so happy to welcome the beautiful and talented Kim Stinger to the show. Kim, thanks for coming on. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited to be here with you guys. It's It's been great with the response, like I said, that we've been getting from all of the cast members. Uh, you have all been awesome, and, and we're glad that we're able to finally welcome you over to the, to the podcast. Um, first question, I guess, is one that we've just about asked uh, everyone on the Continues cast is, is how did this happen for you? Uh, how did you land the role of Ahura? on by, in my, in our opinion, what is far and away the best Star Trek series out there right now? Oh, hey, I, I am going to say I concur with that. Uh, <laughs> but um, I, I think I was just really blessed to have um, worked with Vic and with Michelle um, in prior productions. Um, Vic is an amazing director amazing and um and he directed me on another project um and we just kind of hit it off and i i loved his spirit um i love um yeah i really enjoyed working with him and when he decided to create um star trek continues he approached me and offered me the role of uhura um, which i had played before and i loved the character and so the chance to work with him and do a character that i loved um, and meet some fantastic new people in the process. It just all ended up being serendipity. It was great. Um, and I have to say that the, the group of people that he brought together, um, everyone was handpicked uh, and was really, it, it, we all just mesh really, really well together. It really is like a family. And it, it's one of the um, most positive production, uh, productions I've ever been a part of, professional or, or amateur. Well, you know, it's it's interesting you bring that up, Kim, because it seems like there's a ton of independently produced Star Trek on the Internet these days. You know, STC certainly isn't the first one, but to Dan and I, it seems like it's made the most, you know, indelible impact on the fans. Why do you suppose that is? Well, I honestly think that um, there is a certain spirit on this particular set um, that whether or not, no matter how you came to Trek, no matter when you came to Trek, um, the spirit is um, it's deeper than just um, the, the getting the show done. It really is about the essence of the show and what it means. The fact that every show, um, you know, our characters were learning things about themselves, about humanity, about, um, you know, about other species, <laughs> about I mean, they, they they were growing internally, and um, I think that that's one of the things. Uh, Michelle always talks about it, it, it's a, a depiction of our higher selves, and I I totally agree with that. Um, that's what I see in Trek, and I think we're trying to be our higher selves in portraying this depiction of of character 
characters who were trying to be their higher selves. And I think that spirit actually comes through when you see, when you're watching. Not only the spirit um, do we see, but one of the other things that I find fascinating is is we follow the show on on social media and we we follow several people's Facebook accounts is is the camaraderie and sense of family that you guys have, uh, the behind-the-scenes footage. Um, it's something that we're not really used to seeing in a lot of the Trek shows. There were some things that we've seen over the years, some some blooper reels and stuff like that, but um, that's a little bit different than what I perceive to be such a uh, uh, a sense of family with, with all of the cast that, with you guys. It's true. It really is true. I mean, if you ever you know are, are on one of our sets, um, we work very hard and we work, you know, we work all day. And then as we're getting off, everyone's like, okay, so what restaurant are we all going to go to for dinner? Mm-hmm. <laughs> we literally are together day and night. And then we all go back to the same hotels and we're hanging out in the hotels. I mean, it really is. It's so much fun to get together with people with, with all the group um, of STC. It is an STC family cast and crew alike yeah, in front of the camera behind the scenes. And mm-hmm. we really enjoy being around each other. Does that is is part of the reason for that? Um, is the is your love of Trek meaning? Have you always been a fan of Star Trek? Well, you know what? I'm a little bit different. Um, I actually did not grow up watching Trek all the time. I grew up uh, um, mesmerized by Nichelle uh, Nichelle Nichols because she w- she was this glamorous black woman on TV that I you know when there weren't that when there weren't anybody any others out there. So um, I was kind of mesmerized by her. But I, I really wasn't uh, rooted in the show. I have since been indoctrinated, absolutely. <laughs> but I, 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 I came with a different set of eyes. And um, what really drew me in um, was, you know, the, the future that Roddenberry envisioned for us. And um, it was so appealing and so honorable. And, and it just it hit all of these positive aspects that made me think, you know, this is what he was thinking about back in the 60s. And here we are, you know, in 2014, at the time that I came to this, what, 2012, 11, you know, it, and it's still, I mean, it's some, there's still something so aspirational about it. Mm -hmm. And, um, and so that's kind of what I tapped into. Um, I think we all have had different experiences with Trek. I mean, Sleep Vic has it has been like he has it running through his blood, <laughs> which helps us all. Um, but the fact that we have different experiences with it kind of makes it new <laughs> to everybody, you right. know, because now I'm seeing it through your eyes. Right. Speaking of of how you've become indoctrinated into it, is it just been the original series, or have you picked up on any of the other things? We know that you've done some other stuff, but uh, are you uh, indoctrinated with all of the spinoffs, or is it just mainly, mainly focusing on the original? I've focused mostly on the original. Um, and I, I, I mean, when you come to it brand new, um, you know, there's a lot to learn. <laughs> so um, I focus mostly on the original. I'm just now beginning to expand, but I have to say, I, there's something about the original. There's something about it that the way the way it looks, the way it was filmed, um, the the colors and the and the uniforms. I don't know. There's something that, there that just pulls at me. So that's the one that I tend to go back to. And that's that's totally understandable. I mean, I think it's the it's definitely the trek that drew Dan and I in as kids. Oh, so many years ago. 
And I'm part of that was not only the characters, but the people playing them. You know, we talked about Nichelle just a few minutes ago, and she's such a, a gracious and beautiful lady, and she's so wonderful. Have, have you talked to her at all about your portrayal of Uhura? Uh, what's her response been, if you have? Um, well, I, <laughs> I had the mind-blowing experience of sitting right next to Nichelle when we premiered our very first episode, Pilgrim of Eternity, at yep. Phoenix, in Phoenix Comic-Con. Wow. She sat right next to me, and it was the first time it was appearing in public, and she, you know, and she's, like, I'm playing her character. <laughs> uh, so if you want to talk about, like, um, my mother used to say, as nervous as a prostitute in church. <laughs> <laughs> so like it. <laughs> I was a little bit nervous. But she was, like you said, so gracious and so wonderful and so supportive. And, um, you know, there there were times that ha- uh, there were things that occurred during that particular episode with, with our character that, you know, she, she would lean over and make asides to me and just kind of let me know that she was she was supporting me and um and that made that i think that made me feel amazing but she, the fact that she was there for our premiere i think said wonders about her support for the for the entire show yeah. and um and for her love for vic um and you know just it was such an encouraging thing um to have her there and she got up uh, on mic and and basically endorsed us and um you know i can't I, I'm amazed. I mean, I, I'm I, I'm I'm humbled and and honored that she would even take the time. You know, that's going to be uh, quite a feeling for someone who's playing the character that she made so famous. Um, as part of that, uh, we all know that at the time that that she was playing uh, Uhura, um, it was kind of a uh, an interesting time to say the least in our country's history. Did you have any fears when you took on the role that you were actually going to be playing a character that had such a huge impact on not just science fiction, but also American history as far as equal and civil rights went? Huh. You know what? I don't think I knew. I I don't think I knew. I mean, I was very naive. I knew what she was to me. And... I guess I got a sense of what she was to the African-American community, although, you know, it wasn't this resounding thing. It was more, you know, a a respectful nod of of what she's done. But when I began to uh, invest myself more in her, into her and into the character and began to understand um, not, you know, what the care, what, how iconic the role is, how iconic the show is, um, the entire community of people. I mean, I was very naive to to the the depth of love mm-hmm. um, for this for for this canon um, that exists around the world. I mean, it's amazing. It's amazing, and I I, I honestly I I went in a little bit a little bit naive. I'm glad though, because it was almost like I was baptized into this new community mm-hmm. of people, of wonderful people with these amazing experiences and who just love to share them and, and love to share about, 
you know, what these episodes mean to them. They can tell you, they can quote specific passages. They can tell you exactly where they were when they saw this thing happen. Um, they have so much love for the, the character that I play. Um, you know, it, it's been, it's been such an amazing mind blowing experience for me. So, um, I didn't know, but I'm kind of glad I didn't. And I'm, and, and every day I'm learning more. <laughs> I, and it's, it's, it's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I guess, would it be safe Hello? to say, would it be oh. safe? That's okay. We had, yeah, we're having a little bit of network connectivity problems, but we'll work through it. No problem. Um, do you think that not having that background um, knowledge actually might have helped? Would you have been a little bit more nervous, do you think, or would it not have mattered? Oh, it, I definitely would have been way more nervous. Okay. I would have been way more nervous and, and very intimidated. And, you know, I'm not sure. I mean, I think I think we're a good I, I think I'm a good fit for her um you know for for our cast and but I think I would have been intimidated by by Michelle's portrayal had I really really understood I mean she went and spoke for NASA after leaving the show and recruited women and minorities for freaking NASA wow you know? <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> Not to mention she's a triple threat. I mean, I I think I would have been really, really intimidated otherwise. So I'm kind of glad I didn't know. <laughs> well, you know, speaking of, you know, Uhura history in the original series, um, you probably haven't watched it yet, but if you actually try out Star Trek, the animated series, there's an episode called The Lorelei Signal in which we get to see Uhura take command of the Enterprise. Um has there been any talk of putting Uhura in the center seat and Star Trek continues? And if not, can we start that rumor now and we'll even give it its own hashtag? <laughs> As she laughs maniacally. Um, yeah. <laughs> I would love to see something like that. Um, one of the things that I think um, STC has done an exceptional job of doing is really bringing out some of the secondary characters um, and getting... Uh, allowing us to know, uh, know not just Uhura, but all of the, the, the characters outside of the top, the, the big three, um, you know, a little bit better. And, um, and also bringing in a new character with, with Michelle and, and really, you know, expanding our perception of women um, on, on, the, on the Enterprise, um, just kind of seeing us in different ways. And I really appreciate that about this show. Um, it's a, it feels like family because we treat it like family. We treat each other like family um, from, you know, the way we interact. I think it, it really, really works. I think that okay. everybody has their time in the sun. <laughs> we'll make it official with this podcast. The hashtag is uh, hashtag give Uhura command. <laughs> we'll start putting that out there with the podcast. I absolutely love that. And uh, you know what? I wouldn't mind um, having a dagger in my boot again either. Nice. <laughs> oh, there you go. See, that's, what's, that's what I love about you, Kim. As everyone on the podcast knows, I love the Mirror Universe. Absolutely love it to death. So I would love to see that again. Uh, do another hashtag of bring back the Mirror Universe or something because that will make me happy. But we're going to flood Twitter with give a horror command later tonight. Oh, yes. I love it. I love it. And you can't, and nobody can blame me for, for having started it. I love that. No, oh, we'll <laughs> definitely take the blame and take the rap for that one. That's no problem at all. Um, 
episode one uh, for Star Trek Continues, Pilgrim of Eternity, you died briefly, uh, or Hora died, I should say. Um, while shows like The Walking Dead and Game of Thrones have this reputation of just killing off any character at any given time, um, do you uh, have a sense of um, being comfortable that you know Ahura is going to be around because of all the movies and, and everything like that? And has there, when you read a script, do any of you ever have that, oh gosh, is anything going to happen to me type attitude? Um, I think we read the script with, I wonder what's going to happen for me. <laughs> That's a good way to look uh, at it. I, you know, I think I, I think our scripts really do. Like I said, they they really give a lot of love to all of the different characters. So, um, I, and I think that's purposeful. And I and I applaud um, our producers and our our directors, I, um, uh, our writers, James Kerwin, um, you know, Vic himself. I mean, I I just I think that they do an exceptional job of, of uh, really incorporating us all. Uh, it's funny that you mentioned that particular um, tidbit, though, because when I was saying that uh, Michelle was saying asides to me as, as we were sitting there and watching that episode, one of the things she did when I died, she leaned over and said, they can't do that to us. <laughs> <laughs> awesome, I love it. <laughs> so my answer to that question would have to be, hey, Michelle said it. They can't do that to us. <laughs> <laughs> they really can't. Um, the, um, the new Star Trek films paint to horror in a much different light from her relationship with Spock to, to action sequences. And they actually show her as a, well, let's, I'll be honest, a fairly kick-ass kind of character. What's your take on that interpretation? And are there any aspects you might like to see incorporated for you? You know, I think that's interesting. I think Zoe Saldana does an exceptional job, um, in, in that role, in, in the way that she, the character is written. Um, I think the, the character is written differently um, in, in the role that I play in, um, you know, and, and that makes sense because I, you know, I'm older and at, at that point Uhura will be wiser and a, probably a, a little bit more, uh, I guess, toned down sure, <laughs> would sure. be a, a way to say it. Um, I think it's, exciting to think about my when I'm portraying the character now it's kind of interesting to think of some of the things that Zoe is doing currently as a potential history um and and how that fits with you know what what insights um Uhura may have gained at this point in her life um and that I think that's very true in the mirror episode um I think you know, I don't want to give any spoilers, but, you know, there there was a standoff at one point um, where Uhura had to take a stand. And having had kind of a more kick-ass background and a, a time where she was probably a lot more, um, let's see, a, a lot less uh, reserved and maybe a little bit wilder in how she would have handled that scene. Sure. Um, it's kind of nice to see how she would have progressed and been able to still have that passion, but retain it and, and use it in a different way and in a way that was productive and positive and trying to make the situation better. Well, this is why we want you to have the captain's chair. That's where the action happens anyway. (laughs) 
it, it's funny you bring up that that scene in the Mar- for the Mirror Universe episode. Um, I um, when I was watching it for the first time, when you actually kind of like jumped up and and yelled it. Kirk, I half expected you to be in the booth the next time we saw you on a scene, but uh, it shows the strength of the character, uh, I would guess. Um, and it's 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 interesting because I am such a Mirror Universe fan. I've read several novels of the Mirror Universe, um, and Uhura has had a very strong um, uh, character uh, storyline in several of the stories I've written, and, and you certainly did a good job of portraying that in just that one scene, actually. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I, you know, I really liked that scene um, because it, it's, it spoke to the strength of, of Uhura, but it also spoke to the strength of Uhura's relationship with Kirk. The fact that he didn't respond. I mean, he, you know, he responded to her differently um, and, and he heard her in a way that I think that it, it showed a lot of respect to the, the, um, the way the two view one another, it, it, um, I, I, I can't really, it, I can't, I guess I can't really articulate it. it just it, to me, it felt like someone who you love and trust and respect, kind of calling you to the car- carpet, and, you know, kind of <laughs> like when your when your brother says something crazy or or your mom tells you, you know, the truth you absolutely needed to hear, and um, very few people in your in your world have that sway with you. And yet Uhura had that with Kirk. And so I, I appreciated that scene for that reason. That scene was great. The whole episode was. One question that I actually asked Todd when he was on uh, a, about a month or so ago, and he totally sidestepped the question. So you personal, you also have permission to do it is I would love to see a continuation of that Mirror Universe episode. And do, would you like to see that? <laughs> um, you know, I... <laughs> I just think it was a lot of fun to play, but I don't want it to be, I don't want to limit what we do to that because I think STC has a much broader um, path ahead of it. Yeah, excellent. So, you know, as much as I would love to revisit it at some point, I'm not necessarily sure that that that's high on the priority list now because there's so many new places to go. So speaking of new places, episode four mm-hmm. is coming up. We're all very excited about that. Dan and I are going to binge watch that for an entire weekend. <laughs> um, we've asked everybody that's appeared so far here on the Truck Geeks podcast if they can tell us anything about it. We know it's very emotional. Uh, Michelle told us that much when she was our very first guest on the podcast. Um, Todd skirted a couple of things and gave absolutely no clues. Cat was tight-lipped. So um, is there anything you can offer us now that we're, as of this recording, about a month away that we could maybe pry out of you? And Kim, actually, before you answer that question, let me throw in one additional uh, footnote. Today on Michelle's Facebook page, she posted a very interesting picture from episode four of Spock appearing to be giving a mind melt to Kirk, who looks like he was half collapsed on the ground. And I'll let you take it away from there. <laughs> no pressure. Oh, oh, way to cue it up there. Okay. Um, well, I will concur that it is very emotional. Um, I mean, it features this crazy group of kids out, uh, out in space. And... Uh, <laughs> 
um, yeah, it's 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 a really really it's 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 one of those episodes that you will binge watch. I guarantee it. You will binge watch it. And people who have loved the show for years are gonna flip out. And people who are new to it are going to say, "Oh wow, this this is really cool." So I th- I think there's something for everybody in there. All right, I gotta say that's the best tease that we've gotten so far. That has that was, piqued my curiosity. That was adept. <laughs> you you really did have your tap shoes out for that one, Kim. That was awesome. <laughs> hey, if if Uhura does anything, she can tease well, right? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Kim, one of the things that you talked about at the beginning is, is when episode one was premiered at Phoenix um, and Nichelle was there for you. What has it been like when you've been going to these conventions uh, all over the world? I believe you were in Australia, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and, and what do you like best about these conventions when you meet these throngs of fans that are just so in love with the franchise and your character? I am. It's it's so much like this this very offbeat family reunion (laughs) i mean it is so much fun and it's it's such a new world to me um phoenix comic-con where we premiered episode one was the first con i ever attended ever 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 in life and i walked in and the first thing i did was run into a nine foot chewbacca and i thought Oh my gosh, what, what, what is this world that I've stepped into? Um, and it is so, it's so much fun. It is so much fun. Um, I love it. I love when people are geeking out over us. I love, I had a geek out moment. I, I'm a huge Game of Thrones fan and I saw, I met Jon Snow in uh, in Perth. Nice. Uh, and I was like, oh my gosh, I have to take your picture. <laughs> so I'm, I'm, I definitely am, am getting more and more comfortable in it and, and really, really enjoying it. It is a lot of fun. And people who don't go are, are missing out, man. <laughs> There's a whole culture out there that's having a ball, uh, getting dressed up, go, I mean, um, learning new things about different characters and really just um, expressing their creative selves in ways that you just never see in, in everyday life. It's awesome. Well, it's and- awesome. I love cons. <laughs> Bill, if you bring up Vegas, I'm going to kill you, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, you brought it up. What happened in Vegas? It doesn't stay in Vegas. Well, Dan wouldn't know, Kim, because Dan hasn't been to the big Vegas Trek convention. So um, I guess it's for me to know and him to find out. Hey, I was a newbie, and I went last year. And see? I tell you, the people I met were amazing. Amazing. Kim, what I'm going to do so- is... I'm going to be in Vegas this summer and Dan's not. And I'm going to take selfies with as many people from the Star Trek Continues cast as I can. And I'm going to text Dan with them all night long. (laughs) That's awesome. No, it's not. (laughs) I am going for the big 50th anniversary, but unfortunately I can't go this year. (laughs) You're all talk. (laughs) We won't miss you. You will be missed. Yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, that support at the conventions, I think, has probably translated into a lot of the success that you guys had with the latest Kirk starter. Um, it raised over $214,000. Is this your first foray into the Kickstarter world? And, uh, you know, honestly, to be in the cast and to see those those kinds of, of dollars come in, what's that feel like? We were so blown away and completely humbled by the entire... I mean, the fact that anybody cares is amazing because we because literally we're a group of people who got together and said hey let's make some star trek you know (laughs) and we had this 
we had a blast. I mean, it was like Star Trek camp. And we had, you know, we, we got to put on costumes and, and do the show. And, and we, we all went away feeling fantastic. And we kind of thought, you know, well, maybe some people will watch it. And it's amazing how it's taken off. And, you know, to, for people to care enough, not only to continue to watch it, but to share it with other people, then to go into their own pockets to help fund it. I, it, it is so humbling and so it, it's such an honor. It is such an honor to be a part of something that touches so many people. And um, I just, I feel supremely blessed to be part of something like that. And I mean, I, I mean that to my core. It, it's, it's funny you say that because I'll say this. Um, I know Bill and I feel the same because we are honored to have been contributors to the Kickstarter. I, I remember when Bill and I first started talking about um, starting the podcast and and topics that we were going to work on and in order to prepare myself not just the regular trek which I watch all the time and the spin-offs but I started going online and and looking at various um fan-made uh productions and and I don't want to I don't want to sound too negative or anything but some of them are just so hard to watch and then the day that that I watched this rendition it is it, you can't even you can't even compare um, the stuff that's out there compared to what you guys do, that's a testament to you guys as actors and to Vic and the extraordinary work that he's done as, as uh, the creator and executive producer. Um, but one question that I want to ask you outside of Star Trek Continues, as much as we love it, is do you have any other projects that you've got going on that you want to share with our listeners to prepare them for seeing you other than in Star Trek Continues? Um, well, right now I'm a commercial actor. Um, so I, I do commercial print and, uh, and TV commercials. Um, so you may see me in, you know, scrubbing bubbles or, um, you know, Cheetos or, uh, (laughs) things like that, that are out there. Um, I do have a a couple of print spots out in rotation right now. And I, I think I have a, a scrubbing bubbles commercial is still, that's still playing. Um, so that's, that's kind of what I do outside of here, but I have to tell you, I didn't come to L.A. to, obviously, no actor does, comes, comes to be a commercial actor. I'm, I feel very blessed and fortunate to, to have that because, you know, there are some actors who don't have that. So mm-hmm. I, I, I'm thankful for that. Yeah. I don't want to diminish it in any way. But the chance to be part of something where I am a character that is um, a, a central character that's ongoing who evolves with each episode, that's, that's something that every actor wants to do. Right. And, and, and to be part of something that has a following and is, is standing for something. I mean, there's purpose in this show. And uh, I, that hits on all cylinders as far as I'm concerned. Well, it's, it's interesting you mentioned that because I obviously had no idea about your work as a, as a commercial actor. Is the competition for those roles as steep as it is for, say, dramatic series or comedic series? You would be surprised. Yes, it's crazy. It, it's like crazy, crazy. Uh, <laughs> they'll put out a breakdown and you walk into a room and, um, you know, it, it, depending on how specific the breakdown is, you may walk into a room where there are 50 other people who look like you, kind of. Wow. <laughs> like different variations of what you might be. <laughs> you with curly hair, you with straight hair, you with short hair, you with long hair. <laughs> That's crazy. So, yeah, um, it, the 
you know, the entertainment business is definitely, um, it, it's, it's not an easy business. I mean, this is not a place that you come if you're just going to try it out. You have to really have it in your heart. You have to have it in your spirit. Um, hopefully you have the right spirit about it. Um, because there's a lot of rejection. You have to start taking rejection as a vitamin (laughs) and (laughs) saying, Hey, you know, you didn't want me this time around, but that doesn't mean that, uh, there's not something out there that where I will shine and, um, you know, keep it moving. Well, you know, it's, it's interesting you bring that up because we talked with, um, Andrew Robinson who played Garrick on deep space nine. And, um, he now teaches at uh, the USC School for Dramatic Arts. And he was saying very much the exact same thing about the sheer number of people at a casting call. And it's interesting to me that that oh, yeah. holds true for, for commercial actors as well. That's fascinating. Um, so, uh, absolutely. And so, maybe even more so commercial actors because the, you know for a commercial actor, you can bring in you know 100 people in an hour. And just kind of you're because you're just looking, you're saying a quick line, you're in and out. Um, as you go higher up the chain and kind of get more specific, then you have that's where your agents begin to to take on more sway. The management managers, you know, can lobby on your behalf. Um, they may may see a much smaller group of people, um, and the the competition among that smaller group of people may be even more keen because of their resumes. But at the same time, you know, it, it's it's six of one, half a dozen of the other. I mean, right. it's it's just competitive. It's competitive all the way around. So it's you've got you've got the Phoenix Comic Con coming up rather soon. Do you have any other convention Yay! appearances lined up after that <laughs> that we can look forward to? Um, let's see. I I don't personally have anything scheduled um, this summer beyond Phoenix. Um, I do hope to be in uh, Vegas. At the um, at the end of the summer, Rub it um, in. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I think this this summer I've got some family things going on, so I'm going to kind of slow it down a little bit. Um, I have to say though, uh, you know, to, to to have started in Phoenix and then you know have have had the privilege to to go to places like Sydney and and Perth and Australia. I mean, the con scene, I I love it. I hope to have many more opportunities in the future. And, um, you know, when, when, if, if there's a con out there who, who's looking for a guest and is, is looking my way, please let me know. Hit me up because I, I really enjoy it. It's a lot of fun. Kim, that actually makes me think of something. Um, as someone who's only been to conventions here in the United States, is it much different at these cons uh, at different, in different places in the world? Is it similar? Uh, can you describe what it's like being at those other ones? It, I can't because it's the same camaraderie. It's that same level. And it's like being, like, like I said, it's like this really offbeat kind of family reunion. Like, you know how every, my family has a, has a fish fry every year. And my family happens to be extremely large. Like my mom was one of 10. Her dad was one of 11. So, you know, we got a lot of family from all over. And when I would go back to the family reunion, you know, anybody there could be a cousin. And they introduced themselves to me. And I'm like, hey, how you doing? You know, <laughs> I, I really feel that way <laughs> when I go to con. I mean, it, it's, it's so similar in nature because people are there with that same spirit of, oh, my gosh, I'm so excited to be here. And they're there with that same 
uh, those eyes of wonder of looking around and, oh, wow, look at that costume. And, oh, my gosh, look, you know, there, there's my favorite character. And, uh, you know, and everybody's there with that same kind of feeling. And you're, you're just excited to be there and be part, be one in the number. You know what I mean? And uh, so it, it, it's that same offbeat family reunion feeling everywhere you go. That's great. Uh, uh, it, At least that's my experience so far. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. We've we've actually gotten similar responses from people when we've asked what it's like at conventions, and it, it certainly sounds like everybody sees the same thing, which is good. It shows how close-knit the, the entire Trek uh, uh, um, family is, whether it's fans or, or the actors themselves. Yeah. Um, so one other quick question it's that we true. have for you, Kim, is uh, you have fans, and we're certainly fans. We know that you have a lot of fans out there. Uh, do you have anywhere on social media that fans can actually follow you and keep track of what's going on? Say like like leaks of episode four or anything like that. <laughs> <laughs> um, you can search my page for leaks of episode four all you want to, but I'm trying to keep my job. Uh, <laughs> um, I have a Facebook page. Um, it's Kim Stinger actress. Um, please go. Uh, you feel free to follow me there. Um, I, ha- I do have a website, uh, Kim- kimstinger.com. And, um, yeah, that's pretty I'm, – I'm more active on my Facebook page um, than on my website. I, I love to interact with people. Feel free to hit me up. I talk to people all the time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, um, and, yeah, I – I love that you go to our pages and you kind of see how we interact with each other on our pages. Oh, yes. <laughs> um, oh, we have. <laughs> that's been a really fun part of, uh, of this whole thing with STC and, and how our online family is touching each other and, and growing and, and, and making jokes on each other's pages about each other. <laughs> it, is, it is fantastic. The show is great. You do a fantastic job as Uhura. Uh, thank you so much for coming on the show with us today, Kim. We cannot wait. It's it's just about a month away. Like Bill and I said, we are going to be watching that episode, watching every single detail, and hopefully we'll be able to have you on sometime in the near future or, the, or in the future um, to go over episode four and maybe try to get something out of episode five from you. Oh, yeah. The fact that we shot two episodes in one was kind of a... Exactly. (laughs) Thank you so much for having me, and thank you for the wonderful compliments. Um, It's such a joy to play this role, and um, to know that other people are enjoying it is just a double blessing. So thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Thank you. It is our pleasure. And thanks so much to Kim Stinger for being on the show this week. It was such a great conversation. And Dan, I think the surprising takeaway from that is that she hadn't really considered Uhura's place as a television pioneer before she took the role. And I found that really fascinating. It's amazing. We get we get all these snippets of information when we're talking to these people that, that nobody or you and I certainly hadn't even thought about. Uh, and it was amazing to hear that she didn't even really bring that into consideration. And if she had, it would have been much more difficult to, for her to play the role of Uhura. Um, what I really liked about the interview is she's confirmed what we've heard from everybody. We've heard from Michelle. We've heard from Kat and from Todd and Larry. It's a family-run show down there. And, and they go out to eat after every shoot and they have a great time and they spend all the time together. And it shows how good they all are together when the finished product is being seen by us in episodes one through three at least with four being a month away. It's hard to believe. I can't wait. 
And actually, by the time we listen to this, it'll be even closer. So yeah. keep an eye out you know, on, on the Trek Geeks Facebook page, on trekgeeks.com, and on the Star Trek Continues page, because I'm sure that we'll be geeking out about it obsessively the weekend it's released. Um, I mean, maybe we'll even try to do something like a Google Hangout watch of the episode. That would be pretty cool. I, I might even take the day off from work. You work? Wow. Really? Yeah, you, really. You, oh, you're going to go there? Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, I guess we'll find out on the 29th, won't we? <laughs> uh, all righty then. Um, I think the other thing that, that struck me during this whole thing, you know, you were talking about their sense of, of family and community at STC. And, man, they certainly didn't have that on the original series. You know, you no? I can't picture Shatner doing any of that. As much as he's revered and... And I, you know, I have a fondness for him. I just can't see that happening in any way. I agree, and we've seen it. And in, in how many books and interviews have we seen with all of the cast over the last fifty year, forty nine years, fifty years that this person couldn't stand this person, and Jimmy didn't like to hang out with this person, and and Walter didn't like this. It's you don't hear anything like that with any of the cast from Continues. It's 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 great. Well, I can say one thing: we certainly like hearing from all of you. And the best way for you to get in touch with us is how, Dan? Oh, I don't know. There's all kinds of ways that you can get in touch with us. And, of course, right now that I'm trying to find it, I can't find it. So I'm going to have you just do some fill for a quick second while I pull that up here. I wish I had tap shoes on like we talked about earlier because I could perhaps do a nice routine right now. I think that would be tremendous. The funny thing is I had it on my screen like not like a minute ago, but I must have closed it by mistake. But anyway, I do have it now. Um, and on Twitter, Facebook, and Skype, our handle is Trek Geeks. You can reach out to us that way. You can send us an email at trekgeeks at starfleet.com, or you can give us a call at 508-784-1701. Um, we, all, uh, we also both have individual Twitter handles. Bill's is at TrekGeekBill, and I am at DCDDS9. And remember, as we have always said, that any comments or messages you leave us will be used in future episodes. And – we have to take this opportunity to thank the uh, the great guys at Five Year Mission. They they make us sound really good every week, and uh, because of their music, and we are so grateful every time we get a chance to to mix it into our podcast. So, uh, if you have a chance, go out to fiveyearmission.net, download their music, buy their CDs. Dan's whistling along to the end theme right now. Who knows if he's in sync? I don't. Know. <laughs> we'll find out. Won't we? <laughs> we'll find out. Uh, but please uh, support them because they have supported us so so very well. And uh, again, we appreciate everything they do for us. As we appreciate you, thank you so much for being here for episode 13. We, um, we hope to have something very special for you next time in episode 14. Can I tease it? Can I tease it? Can oh, I tease go it? ahead and tease okay, it. Okay, 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 okay. Uh, we are going to have another Star Trek Continues guest on the show. And it's a big one. That's all I'm going to say. That's all you're going to say? That's all I'm going to say. You're not going to tease anything more specific? It wouldn't be prudent for me to do that. Oh, you are good. All right. That was pretty good. Well, (laughs) with that, we will leave you now. We thank you again, and we will talk to you next time. Until then, live long and prosper. Take care.
that's true. Because you never know. They could just come out you. Come, come out you? They could just come out of anywhere. Just be like, boom! And then you're right there. Like what? Boom! Wow. <laughs> and if it were Guy Fieri, what would it be? Guy Fieri. I'll tell you what. What we're going to be doing today is we're going to be talking to Ken Stinger right here on Triple D. <laughs> Is that diners, drive-ins, and douchebags? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm keeping that one in. Anybody right, who wants I'm to on. hear my Guy Fieri story can email me. Yes, that is a good story. It's well, it's not a good story. It's actually quite a distressful, distressing story. But uh, yeah, I got to get the hair and the tattoos and and drive around in a stupid-looking car and invite people to Flavor Town. Yes. Because that's where the juices are flowing. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, click yeah. the Adric group call. See if she answers. <clears throat> you ready? I'm gonna mute for a second. Okay. Thanks, Sam. That was our eighth guest, Kim. I'm no, my name's Bill. Thank you. <laughs> Kim was our eighth guest. Bow. Bill. Bow. <laughs> Dan. You know what? What's that? Dan. Bow. Bang 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 <laughs> what is our fascination with 70s game shows? I don't understand this. <laughs> what about some of the other ones? Name that tune. You can name this. See if you can name this tune. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Match game oh. is always good for the outtake. It is, and and it's so funny. They were just they they really rode the line of what they probably would have allowed on the network back in those days. Oh yeah, yeah, big time, absolutely. Yeah, especially Gene Rayburn and that big long microphone. Oh my god, that thing is stupid, insane. Yeah, it was, and he's the only show that had that. Yeah. Oh, sorry, you got something to do for work? I'm sorry. No, I was looking for my bottle of water, face. 